Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Diving Into Crypto. This is JP from Adlunum INC bringing you everything about Web3. As you know, Adlunum is the industry's first NFT-integrated engaged-to-earn seed crowdfunding and IDO launchpad with a proof-of-attention allocation model, which basically means the more you pay attention, the more you are rewarded and your engagement allows you allocation into projects. Look up our website for more details. On the show today, our guest is going to be speaking about development, and not just across Africa, but world over. What are some of the insights that come in when it comes to developing Web3? And, of course, views expressed on this program belong to those of the speaker and is meant for education purposes only. It is not to be construed as financial advice. Um, furthermore, in case we get cut off, please come back to Adlunum INC, the Twitter handle, and you will find yourself the new link to jump into the room so we can continue with the show. At the end of the show, we will have a question and answer segment, uh, which will allow you to pose a question to what you might have based on what the speaker is saying or an area of interest that you might have so we can pick that up. You can send that to Adlunum INC or to the speaker directly and we'll have that answered for you ASAP. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, I'm very, very excited to have the speaker on board. I know that we missed the opportunity in the last week to have him here, but ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome, uh, welcome Igboze Israel. I hope I'm saying that right. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Igboze, welcome. Yeah, hello, hello. Super. Can you hear me? I can hear you, actually. Yes, yes. You're coming across loud and clear. Uh, a little more on the volume would be great, but I can see that the emojis are coming up, which means that the audience in the room can hear you. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Uh, you you actually got my name correct. Uh, that's how to pronounce it. I, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm really glad to have you on the show. Uh, missed you the last week. Uh, you know, there, there was there was just too many things that that wasn't making the show possible. But I'm glad that you're here, and let's let's kick this off. So, Igbozi, tell us a little about who you are and what got you into the role that you are today. Uh, okay, well, I um, I am from Nigeria and uh, a graduate of uh, electronics. Uh, I prefer the software aspect of. Uh, uh, electronics, as it gets me thinking uh, uh, through the code uh, more, and um, yeah. So uh, my journey, uh, like into the space, uh, just started like a couple of years uh, back. And um, uh, first, I it, uh, everything was introduced uh, to me from a friend who was like, "Hey, can you check out like tokens, tokens, and all that?" Uh, but uh, along the line. Um, the whole token issues uh, didn't really work well with me and I started like mm -hmm. uh, deep diving into like uh, other stuff and I actually found my my place seeing that 
uh, there's much more to like uh, uh, in the space than just uh, tokens. So uh, the development aspect really uh, like caught my attention uh, like the more. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. I think one of the things that we 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 really want to know is that for most of us that are in the room, there's been one pivotal point, one turning point that has uh, actually set us off into the Web3 space. What was that moment like for you when you decided, hey, Web3 is the space to be for me? Okay, uh, for me, uh, like uh, when my journey started, actually it was uh, like an offline event uh, that I attended. And the way the whole thing was presented, uh, I saw like uh, the technology uh, was explained like much much better for me then, and uh, for someone who's like um, enthusiastic about uh, what involves like a development and all that, so uh, it really did count. And I saw that uh, so we can actually have uh, so much in this uh, decentralized uh, world that we are building, and uh, things can uh, work like. Um, much much better for every one of us so like for me that was the turning point seeing that there is so uh, so much uh, value in uh, web3 uh, for us to take uh, whereby no one becomes a slave of another uh, but everything uh, keeps happening so much well Can you hear me? Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Um, so sorry. I was I was on mute when I was asking that question. But what I found fascinating uh, to repeat what I was saying, to, what I found fascinating in in what you said was you saw the real world application of Web three when you attended that conference, and you you saw the ways in which the technology could could activate degrees of freedom in in whatever shape or form, right? Um, what were some of those areas that immediately caught your attention? Okay, um, uh, some of the areas, uh, like uh, there was just uh, two major things uh, at that point, uh, and mm -hmm. they actually uh, helped me uh, in getting into the space and trying to find like my roots uh, over the years, uh, was in the aspect of music and then in gaming. Uh, for the gaming, it was uh, like more crystal clear that... Um, uh, much more can be found uh, in the gaming world in Web3 and uh, uh, what Web3 presents uh, to us that uh, we can actually get on gaming projects, we can do so much more and uh, especially for the fact that uh, with Web3 uh, the decentralization can really make things or the technology easy for uh, mm -hmm. people to even like create their own uh, self uh, games. And then for the area of music, uh, uh, for, like someone uh, growing up as someone who is like uh, passionate about music and uh, wanted to do music, and then uh, coming to see that with Web3, uh, the whole mm -hmm. gap uh, between the, the artist and the community can be bridged without a third party. Uh, so like that really caught my attention. And uh, uh, that was the first thing that I moved uh, to build in the space uh but uh just had like a little hitch and uh, mm -hmm. the project was uh kind of suspended uh for a while but it's still something that 
uh, my team and I, we are really still looking at uh, to really uh, get it uh, uh, started. Okay. Wow, that's that, that's brilliant. Um, and you know, since uh, since a lot of us may not be aware, do you do you have large gaming communities like you do in other parts of the world where you where you are at? Uh, okay, well, there, there are like large um, gaming uh, uh, communities that I have been involved uh, with. Uh, but for like the gaming uh, project that uh, I am working on currently, uh, mm -hmm. we are about coming live. So uh, uh, see the development is what is uh, like most important uh, right now before mm -hmm. we start putting the large community together. But uh, like in, in 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 general, like I'm I've been part of a, a gaming communities that has to do with like people like around the world, and um, it's so much fun in there actually. <laughs> of course, of course, it, it certainly it certainly sounds like it. I mean, you're 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 with a group of people that all enjoy gameplay in in various forms, and and to be able to travel with them is is, is taking that that energy that you have. Uh, and spreading it across the world is is that kind of what it's like? Uh, yeah, actually, because uh, some of the games that we get ourselves involved uh, with, uh, I just they, they they require one who has passion, and it's more of like it's passion first uh, driving us because uh, we just find ourselves spending hours just gaming and uh, just mm -hmm. competing with each other and. Uh, much more fun that uh, it's on uh, it's on Web three and uh, there's uh, more security to it than uh, just uh, having the generic Web two games that we have like everywhere. That's that's amazing. This is and and this is uh, you know extremely uh, insightful, Igbose. One of the things one of the things um, a lot of people today fail to relate to is. Uh, like I'll, I'll give you my example, right? So I grew up in the Atari generation, and we knew at that point of time. And I think I stopped playing by the time we reached uh, by the time we reached PlayStation One. All right. So you you knew at that point of time that the, one of the biggest issues was you were never able to transfer your your credits, your points, or anything that you've won if you were playing even in one console uh, onto another one. Right until, of course, until PlayStation came about, and then you could uh, at least have a game saved, played on a different console with a friend, and you know start from there. But that's that's really grown leaps and bounds into what you have today. So, uh, has uh, do most players today find? Um, and, and I'm asking you this out of pure curiosity, right? Do most players today find that it is so much easier to be able to to transfer? your assets or digital assets, even skins, for example, uh, you know, from, from one to the next. And is, is that the norm uh, for them? Sorry, or? I kind of lost you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, with most gamers, are they looking at transferability as one of the key points in gameplay? Or, you know, does it, does it matter up to a point? And it's like, if I still love the game, I'll just play it anyway. Uh, uh, well, uh, we we just uh, can't hide uh, some of the truth uh, to mm -hmm. even access to all the general public, and we know that one of the things that really get to uh, interest a lot of people about gaming in Web three is that the the value sometimes like points that um, you earn uh, in in these games while playing them can really be uh, be transferred into like uh, tokens that. 
you can use and really mm-hmm. like something out of it because especially getting to onboard uh, users of uh, uh, different uh, gaming projects and one of the questions that we kept like we keep uh, encountering uh, while building communities is that uh, what am I going to get like okay so if I have this NFT because I achieved this step uh, uh, what's the usability of these NFTs like can I trade this NFT can I do this can I do that and then so it just gets to us that what makes uh, gaming in Web3 like, so much more interesting uh, to people is the fact that they can really take uh, uh, what they are achieving inside of the games and change them into tokens or like uh, currencies that they can be able to like uh, make use of and maybe like let's say make life better or just uh, just grab a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that that does sound that does sound like something that more people who would want to get into gaming would you know would see as um as see as a carrot so yeah totally understand thank you thank you for sharing that um but of course you know building building a community or uh, even starting with starting with um starting with your background in in some part of community building um you know do you find it how do you find developing a community today? Is it easier in some ways? Is it more difficult? Uh, what are some of the challenges that you have? Um, curious to know. Uh, okay, like uh, in building communities for uh, like uh, different uh, projects or blockchains, uh, mm-hmm. one of the, uh, that uh, from the beginning we just uh, get to solve or like we call a challenge is. Uh, when you look at the general world, uh, people think uh, every community uh, is about the same thing, or like mm-hmm. uh, uh, is, like is interested in the same kind of audience. Uh, so, set uh, build up uh, communities for projects. One of the first things that uh, you you try or uh, like we have uh, been trying to like get through is to see that we start off with the right audience. And then even in starting with the right audience, there's so much to do to change the mentality of these people to focus back on what like this project is about uh, is about in total. So uh, it, sometimes it's like a challenge uh, for uh, like the starting of communities because like you really want to get things going and then uh, like um, and then what you what you meet there is like a bunch of people who just think ah this community is about uh, you just come here we grab tokens and then we just like go and all that but it's like not every community requires that and it's something that uh, like for everyone here on the call who like look out to build communities this is mm-hmm. like this is one of the first things that uh, should be solved uh, even before the community uh, start getting matured. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I think you're 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 you know you're onto something here because um, I would imagine, right, as someone who's into also the development aspect, uh, there's a balance between having your developer community, or even if you just have a developer team, right, but having a developer community versus having a community of uh, you know a gaming community. Uh, I'm certain that those demands would be different on on either side. And and somewhere in the middle, uh, you know, you've got to find some some balance between the two, or manage them separately. Uh, 
which of these two do you find easier to do? What are some of the um, situations that you face when it comes to these two different subsets of the same, you know, overall group? Okay, uh, sorry, uh, like you were kind of breaking. I would really appreciate if you uh, reiterate the question again. Okay, uh, let me let me simplify that one then. Um, so, gaming communities versus uh, developer communities, right? Which one which one is easier for you to 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 work with or to to develop? Okay, well. Um... Uh, for me, I can say like uh, uh, gaming uh, community uh, is uh, much more able to keep like uh, every kind of user active, even uh, without mm -hmm. you to motivate uh, them and all mm -hmm. that. Uh, but like in the end, it, it, it matters on the kind of game uh, because like in the space, we have like some games that require like uh, uh, so much more from users. And then uh, that becomes uh, sometimes a headache because uh, you get limited numbers who really want to uh, dive in. Uh, but for simpler games, then it's easier to uh, because uh, each and every time you can just hop in there, uh, get active, and uh, begin to compete against each other and all that stuff. And then for other communities, uh, you just uh, have to like keep getting innovative to. <laughs> Uh, to engage uh, uh, the community. So uh, I, I, for me, I would say like uh, building a gaming community uh, for mm -hmm. like uh, uh, that, a, a project that has like simpler games to deal with is uh, a lot more easier. Understood, understood. Okay, okay. That's, so that's, it's obviously easier to get through, get through to a, a gaming community in the, uh, but of course, I mean, we're, we're talking very broad strokes. Um, if we were to, 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 to go a little deeper into that and, you know, just to get an understanding, right? Uh, do you have, because you mentioned before that, you know, you have some fragments of those communities that are just there for tokens. Um, if you were to categorize or if you were to make these, uh, make the community into groups, what are some of the groups that you, that you generally come across? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, can I have that again? Sure. Uh, what are some of the groups inside a community that you usually see because you you mentioned before uh which was which is quite interesting actually is the token grabbers right so you, you have some of them that are just there for the tokens they just want the goodies and then they want to get out um but you're also going to have some of the others what what are some of the others that you that you encounter uh okay like uh, uh with these communities uh aside the like the token grabbers we just have these people who like really want to know what's happening uh, with the project. Uh, like they really want to get involved. And then mm -hmm. like there's also another group who they are there. Uh, mm -hmm. They know what's happening or like they follow up with updates and all that, but they just don't want to say a word. And okay. like or uh, when there's a ticker or something looks like it's going wrong and then they come up and say, hey, hey, like uh, stuff like that. So we have the token grabbers, we have the active, we have those who are there, they're just mute. And mm -hmm. um, uh, yes, and then we have those who come uh, like uh, trying to see if uh, there could be like job openings or like uh, some other mm -hmm. stuff. 
Oh well, well, that's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, that was a that was a real gem for me. I mean, uh, I think that's the that's the one group most of us forget, or maybe even most of us want to forget uh, <laughs> that you, you have the job hunters also in in every community that's there. That that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Um, so, Igbozi, uh, um, I, I guess our my next question then would be, you know, shifting out from from the community point and, and the the challenges that you mentioned. Uh, obviously, when it comes to when it comes to working on the current game, the current game that you're working on, um, you know, this is one of the few projects that you that you have already been a part of, right? One of the let me rephrase that one of the many projects in your entire career that you you've been part of. But um, so. How do you choose the ones that you want to associate with, and how do you choose the ones that you know you just want to say no to? What's your strategy? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for my strategy, uh, first is um, uh, when going have like having to go with like uh, projects uh, to see how we can get community around it. Uh, uh, first, I look out for value. Like, uh, is this project? Uh, does it focus on value or it focuses on uh, uh, those like uh, people who are uh, like uh, are buying the deep uh, to sell high and all that? Because uh, when building a community, uh, you are sure going to have like those who are novice and all that. So when uh, when the center of a project is uh, about the token and not uh, like uh, the value that uh, it provides, then it's it's riskier to build uh, a community uh, with like for like with that project or for that uh, project because uh, it now becomes uh, you can easily be called uh, like some sort of names because uh, you you promise some uh, sort of like a, a gain in investment and then uh, maybe it, mm -hmm. it turns out uh, the other way around because of the market uh, situation. So the first thing for me is. Uh, uh, the utility, uh, yeah, I, I'll use the word utility because uh, how easy uh, would it be to build a community for this project? Uh, would I have to focus on just a selected few or this is a project that uh, gives the opportunity for much more people to be part of and to, to learn uh, the true value of uh, what Web3 uh, presents to us. Even though the project might just focus on a, a single area but still, in it, then you, you begin to see that, oh, wow, like even in gaming, Web3 has this so much um, uh, good use case or like in, in music mm -hmm. or in whatever it is. And then when people begin to see this, then they really uh, get the right interpretation of you explaining the whole idea of Web3 and all that. So first is the utility for me. Okay, so so number one, number one is of course utility. Fine, I, I think yeah, you're right. That that does make a lot of sense. Um, and you know, through through what you were saying, I my my mind was 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 focusing on the fact that um, when you have uh, when you have value in a project that you can see, you know, more people can can find that same value uh, and be attracted to that. Um, but that again, at the, at the same point, when there is the issue of choices, right? When you have in the community people who have the choice of choosing different games uh, from your own, um, one of the things would be to get something that attracts them. Uh, and, and so 
what I would like to know is what are some of the strategies that you would use to attract them, uh, to attract people to see value for themselves, of course. I mean, I don't mean in selling, but I mean seeing them find value for themselves. What are some of the things that you, you think are important when it comes to uh, when it comes to doing that? Uh, okay, so um, the uh, for me, uh, after uh, seeing okay, what kind of uh, utility uh, this uh, a setting game provides, uh, we we try to use an example of uh, what they have been uh, used to uh, in the Web two world, and then uh, just relate uh, it with them uh, like in the Web three world. Uh, for example, I, I, uh, I, okay, let me just mention uh, the name of this mm-hmm. game. I playing soccer games, uh, even yeah. on mobile or on PC and all that stuff. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I, then we said, example, I am enjoying my soccer game well, with friends and all that. They beat me, I beat them up and all that stuff. But then when, so I ask people, imagine soccer game in built like uh, the Web3 world. And then there's this value added to like all the times that you are spending, not just uh, you laugh at your friend because you beat him or he laughs because he beat you. But uh, like after taking so much time, then you are able to uh, uh, even uh, for your points and then uh, have utility Mm -hmm. or something to really uh, uh, lay hold of and know that, okay, awesome like there's more uh to this than i i ever thought so uh for like my understanding so far with uh game in in uh, web 3 and in web 2 the difference uh is uh, first that okay the game is not just going to wake up one day and disappear in the air because uh maybe like uh, the owners have decided to turn it off uh because mm-hmm. yeah it's built on the blockchain and it's ever going to be there and, and then the, the utility that uh, it's able to help uh, users uh, lay hold of. So th- this, uh, for me, yeah. this has been like the point where I sell to people and um, it has been working uh, uh, since I started building communities. Because if I know that I'm going to wake up one day and my soccer game in my phone is just going to go yeah. up, uh, maybe I have connected my card to it and I... I, I have to like buy points so that I can buy the best players and all that. And then one day it's not there. So what happens to the information from my card that I, mm-hmm. I submitted to like the owners of these games and stuff like that. So uh, it, it makes it like a whole lot easier for people to like relate with. Well, you know, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Um, I, I think that a lot of, a lot of gamers, of course, um, not just gamers, but I think a lot of community members would find that as a real source of concern, uh, even if they may not recognize it fully. Uh, but but the fact that you mentioned it, you know, it really opens up a complete Pandora's box because if you have financial transactions on a platform, uh, it's it it has a store in some way of your information, if it has a, a method in which it can access your information. So security, of course, would be would be something uh, huge, and um, do you, you know. So without having to dive too deep into that, um, what do you see as some of the security levels uh, that are being put into games today, so that that doesn't happen? Uh, well, for um, one thing that uh, I have known in the Web three uh, space is uh, 
uh, even when uh, like uh, KYCs uh, have to be adopted, mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, much more uh, like uh, that uh, caution uh, given to it that uh, your informations are not taken for like uh, anything. So uh, we can see uh, like Web3 products uh, partnering with uh, KYC uh, companies or like organizations that uh, don't want to take like your hundred percent informations, for example, and then begin to sell them up to to ads and uh, all that stuff. So, and then uh, given that with uh, blockchain, uh, the, the connection that uh, this uh, gives us with the virtual world, uh, it's something that we that uh, I can say you can put them apart and still use them together without having that um, that operations like. Uh, in between, mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's easier for me to like. Uh, let me just come straight. Like for example, in the crypto world, I'm able to get tokens mm-hmm. from uh, a different source, uh, but then I, I just have to swap my tokens and uh, to mm-hmm. uh, to do all that. So uh, the security that uh, this provides uh, us in uh, uh, Web three uh, is uh, it's it's much uh, better for us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that 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 added layer, that added level of security, of course, is is reassuring. Um. So when it comes to, um, when it comes to, uh, you know, again, uh, when it comes to development, because this is, of course, fundamental when it comes to games. This is the 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 actual, um, behind this, underneath the skin development that that has to happen, right? Um. You know, what are um. What do you see Aurora, Aurora Labs uh, focusing on uh, as a trend over the next uh, next five years? Are you looking at you know um, an appetite for uh, let's let's start with development, and then I want to I want to pivot slightly into you know the type of games that you see a lot of interest in because you spoke to me about sports games, and I I can totally understand that, but you also have some of those that are you know I mean for example the racing games. First-person shooters, RPGs, uh, you know, um, in those in those formats, uh, and some of them are becoming popular, but some of them, you know, uh, are 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 changing. That is, there's a large skew towards maybe a few of them. What what, what do you see, what do you see as um, first the uh, the trend that Aurora Labs wants to take? Uh, okay, like uh, for uh, Aurora Labs. Uh, it's it's uh, like presently with the with the launch of uh, Aurora Cloud, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the launch of Aurora Cloud, uh, provides like uh, much much uh, better interfacing with uh, uh, which provides uh, like uh, much interfacing with uh, with people users. Uh, one uh, making it uh, uh, much easier for. Uh, builders like in the Web2 space, for example, to uh, interact with their own private blockchain, uh, customized to like what they want. And then the second uh, thing is uh, canceling out uh, that whole transaction uh, stuff that we know like uh, within the blockchain space, which has really been an issue because uh, one, I'm trying to onboard someone and then I'm like, I have to go through like the long process of Hey, you have to add MetaMask uh, extension wallet uh, on your browser. You have to save the key phrase. You have to do all this. You have to do all that. And then it's looking like 
uh, you 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 present your rocket science to someone who you are saying, hey, come to Web three, it's easier here. So like uh, the Aurora Pass is uh, it's more of like a, a wallet that makes it easier for uh, users to interact with uh, projects uh, that are built on Aurora. Mm -hmm. And then what this cancels out is the transaction effect. So uh, I have a wallet that I use, uh, but then I I am saved from all the transaction uh, gas uh, transaction um, uh, that happens when I have to swap tokens or when I have to interact uh, with all this because uh, uh, the projects uh, have a way of of handling uh, that for me because for example uh, I when you interact with Facebook or some of the generic web two platforms you have uh, then they make it look easy as though they are earning nothing from what you are doing. They are presenting it for you free, uh, for you to have access and uh, like uh, interact with friends and all that. Uh, it's because uh, they are chasing a, a better user experience. Uh, so what Aurora Labs uh, presently right. in terms of uh, uh, development is providing is uh, a better experience for builders uh, to see how uh, even for Web2 uh, builders, they can uh, customize uh, like uh, a, a blockchain uh, system for their own uh, project uh, privately and still uh, they are able to use it well. And then uh, for, uh, for users, uh, the, the, the interaction that saves all that uh, hurdle of uh, gas fee, transaction fee and all that. Yeah, the first thing that was done was Aurora Plus. Uh, whereby uh, users of uh, Aurora have like a private uh, RPC uh, that, that is generated for the Aurora Plus account. And then what this does is uh, users have like 50 free transactions every month um, uh, for whatever they are going to do uh, within the space. So like sometimes I ask people who are like uh, so much uh, good users of Ethereum and I ask, I was like, hey, if you have like 50 free transactions to use, uh, uh, every month like that's super crazy because you know what it is like uh with the with the charges uh, exactly dealing with the uh the ethereum uh blockchain so uh the aurora labs is here like to make uh, things a whole lot easier for for people and uh, uh so awesome the aurora pass uh apps are going to be live uh, uh by uh, sometimes uh, like mid this month and uh, it's going to be uh, available mm -hmm. on uh, uh, Play Store and the Apple Store for users to download. And the whole idea is that uh, that interaction between uh, newcomers and even the OGs that sets to like uh, simplify everything mm -hmm. that uh, we do with the blockchain. Well, well, that certainly certainly makes like exciting times ahead between the cloud and the and the past that you have plus you know uh, uh, and the wallet integration that you have. Uh, you you certainly seem to be making it a, a more seamless user interaction, and that's and that's fantastic. Um, where do you, which which of the games now? Coming back to the uh, the second part of the question, uh, which of the games do you see? Uh, really, really kicking off. Do you see the sports games really doing it? Do you see, you know, um, uh, the different sort of RPGs, first-person first shooter games? Uh, which of the ones you see are most popular? Uh, well, uh, what has been, like, more popular uh, in the space uh, so far has been, like, more of, like, the RPG uh, stops. 
mm-hmm. but uh, I think uh, builders uh, also need to uh, like stop thinking uh, too big in the sense of uh, making uh, like all this so uh, like they focus on uh, we just want it to be like super cool and then uh, the more they want to make it super cool the more they are limiting the number of users they can use uh, for example you just mm-hmm. go on play store or, or on apple store and you see that there are just games uh, web 2 games that are very simple uh, easy to understand uh, others could be like puzzle mm-hmm. games and all that and you find like so many users uh, just uh, out there uh, downloading these games and, and playing them so uh, the simpler the games are to interface with especially if they are mobile compatible uh, then uh, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to like have like super more users and uh, if I would like give any uh, builder an advice uh, in this space now mm-hmm. I would like hey what about sports uh, what about uh, like yeah. Something like some puzzles that uh, is just easy. You drag and drop, drag and drop, and uh, you you are enjoying this whole stuff. Uh, it only requires your intellect and not uh, requiring you to have some certain sort of technical skills before you are able to like interact with them. Well, well, yes, you know, you know, you're, you're right in the front. That um, first and foremost, of course, yes. Look at sports games. Uh, there is. A, a huge fan base uh, where it comes to where it comes to sport. There's also, you know, the the ability to build your own dream team, and and sport is something the the world over that can that can help with with a lot more adoption. Um, also, I think w- when you ref- when you are um, you know shifting focus to the the console, which is now mobile games, um, you know that is an increasing that is an increasing trend. Uh, but do you see do you see uh, more global adoption happening uh, when it comes to Web three games with on a on a console like a mobile or you know are are they still the desktops or uh, consoles that 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 seem to be more popular? What do you think? Uh, well, if, if I understand uh, you right, uh, uh, let's be honest with each other that the more mm-hmm. simpler your game is the more popular mm-hmm. it's going to be because the more easier uh, people are going to find uh, interacting with it. So uh, the most popular games within the Web3 uh, space are those whom are easy to deal with. And uh, in my interaction so far, I can just say mm-hmm. uh, puzzle, uh, puzzle games have been uh, the ones that uh, are popular in the sense of uh, a newbie just uh, can jump in and then just start doing uh, this whole stuff. Well, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. You know, the the, the easier it is to use, the the easier the the adoption happens. Um, and and that's that's of course a, a, a very interesting point when it comes to when it comes to again uh, the largest larger scheme of things where it is you know uh, widespread adoption. I'm I'm curious, however, to to get an idea about. Um, you know, you're in a unique position to to be able to describe a landscape of 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 uh, you know not just not just the the communities uh, in in Nigeria, but also those across across Africa. Uh, and uh, so, I, I want to come back to come back to the same point. And um, you know, do you see a lot more of the gaming communities using a mobile console, uh, mobile as a console, or do you see them? 
um, you know, still still running to get their Xboxes and their you know PlayStation fives. Yeah, I, I I see like more users going for uh, mobile consoles because uh, I, I don't want a game that uh, will keep me stuck uh, mm-hmm. in the house uh, for mm-hmm. hours alone because I want to play a game. Uh, I want a game that uh, even when I step out to see a friend, mm-hmm. uh, we don't have to start like uh, struggling to connect uh, things uh, up and down uh, to play. So. Uh, the more uh, games become simpler, like uh, especially uh, where we have uh, a more student population, uh, where people just want to like have fun or just sit sometimes quiet times and do all this. So the, the mobile console games are really going to uh, get into people's hearts the more, and that's what is game uh, like gaining popularity uh, uh, right now, especially like trying to build uh, communities. Uh, gaming communities uh, in Africa, and then we 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 just come to this hurdle where uh, we we meet people that are, like are enthusiastic about the game, and then when you start explaining the sort of like PCs or systems that are compatible, and then it, it's like oh oh my god like <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah that's you know that is true i mean it's it's the most easiest and accessible form when you have when you're able to to take your game with you wherever you go right when when you can do that on a when you can do that on a mobile fine fair enough um okay uh so so that being said Igboze, i'm i'm also also curious to to look at you know uh some of the community's thoughts when it comes to um w- when it comes to, to to these projects to these games right and and you're you're in a position to let us know about, for example, some of the the, the better games that you've uh, you've been involved in, and some of the ones that looked good to begin with but didn't quite kick off, right? Uh, so what was that? What was that experience? What is that experience like? Uh, because I'm I'm certain it'll be ongoing, right? Um, some of the some of the better games that you've you've been associated with. Uh, and and what are some of the ones that you know we can learn from because they didn't take off like they should have? Uh, well, uh, for like uh, the sake of not uh, getting to shame any project uh, right. or like uh, praise any project uh, above another, uh, I'll just mm-hmm. uh, explain uh, situations and uh, and all that. Like uh, I've been involved uh, games that, uh, that like very action-oriented games, uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, uh, for, for, like, people who love, like, action stuff. And mm-hmm. so uh, it looks very interesting because I'm curious. I want to learn how to do this because oh, I have played, like, action uh, mobile games uh, with my cell phone and all that in the past. Uh, but then in the journey to learning how to do this stuff, and then I have to uh, buy the certain weapon and I don't have the tokens to do them. Uh, I don't have the resources and all this. And then it's it start getting or becoming like stressful uh, to mm-hmm. get along. With. So there are like awesome uh, games uh, uh, with communities that I've been involved with, but uh, it has really been a hitch. And one game also that uh, I interacted with, it has to do with like building uh, robots and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like so I started well, like uh, learning how to build these robots and all that. But like 
the the more you try to learn, especially when it has to do with onboarding new users, and then it's required mm -hmm. too much uh, uh, tech experience uh, to go with oh. them. So then you start like it's like like it becomes uh, like very discouraging. Uh, and again, mm -hmm. also I've just had like simple games uh, to interact with them, especially like I've said like over and over again uh, that just has to do with like puzzles. Uh, people are just uh, are creating uh, like simple ideas, and then you have to rack your brains to like uh, solve them up and and all that. So, uh, like that has been uh, uh, the challenge uh, so far uh, in some way. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I can I can totally uh, totally see that. I'm I'm I mean I am curious though about this one aspect when you say that you know you you kind of have to dive a little into the tech uh, or uh, games that require you to, to have above average uh, than a normal person's uh, tech skills. Um, you know, could, could you describe some of those situations, of course, without naming the game, but describe what, what, that, what that experience was like? Okay. Uh, uh, for me, uh, uh, you know, when it has to do like uh, experience, uh, it's just about... Uh, uh, preferences from uh, uh, different um, human beings. Uh, so, mm -hmm. like, uh, people are, are eager to encounter, like, uh, new stuff, and then they just want to learn and overcome because they always want to feel like they're winning. Uh, but mm -hmm. the, the people who, uh, like, uh, don't love to be stressed. And uh, there's a slogan that is, like, really uh, so much uh, used in my country here, uh, like, I can't come and kill myself, like uh, stuff like that. So uh, when when you just get to that situation where it's becoming uh, very difficult and then it's like, oh, I can't come and kill myself. It's just a game and all that. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so the, yes, for me also, the, 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 the worst that moment where I, I have to build like robots and all that and then I really want to build like sophisticated robots uh, to do some of the tricks that I I want uh, my robots to do, uh, but then mm -hmm. I have to start deep diving to like watch a whole lot of tutorial videos. I have to like read a whole lot of stuff and all that. And then I have like communities to build and some other stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I guess like we've come to the end of this. So, <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's, that is an experience. And, and, you know, in, in many ways, when you, when you've reached that, when you've reached that point of, of extreme difficulty, that's when most of the time that you know you know you've invested and and you have to abandon. That's a that's a tough decision, um, but but yeah. But but at the same at the same time, um, you know, uh, you you're attracted to to this particular game. You you invest time. You often invest even money uh, into into this entire game format, and then then you have to you know uh, leave it, and then that's that's terrible. Uh, what are what are some more of the learnings that that people should understand? Uh, so that games never have to reach that point. That is, you pick up a game and you just love playing it uh, almost endlessly. Uh, well, it, it has to do with interest. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, one thing I would say is, um, like, uh, players uh, should just uh, go for games that uh, already has their interest, uh, probably uh, because they are motivated to do, uh, like, uh, to play or to get involved with uh, those kind of games. Uh, uh, it shouldn't just be about, uh, oh, oh my God, like this game project, like there's so much 
to earn when you play and then uh, you don't just you're not interested in uh, how it's going to work and then all that and then you begin to lose interest and it looks like uh, all the stuff that are built on blockchain are whack but that's not yeah. uh, how it is it first has to do with uh, the kind of games that you really have interest in and when you see a game that is uh, like you already have like interest in it makes it like much more easier for uh, for you to like uh, just get right in eager to learn how to uh, maneuver and uh, do all stuff but one sure thing is uh, someone who has been a gamer uh, uh, like from the onset is always ready for like a new experience uh, mm -hmm. yeah so uh, one thing to work on is uh, am I a gamer or I'm just coming for the rewards and when you answer that question uh, then we sure are going to know how far you you are going to get with playing some of the difficult games. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, so, all right. So, so when it comes to okay, so it comes to it comes to interest, it comes to to usability, and then of course you know finding a game that 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 appeals to you. Um, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Uh, that being that being said, Igboze, I uh, uh, I'm curious on on the other hand, right? You know, if, if you ask me what is one of my favorite games of all times, uh, it, it's definitely Tetris, right? Simple puzzle game. Uh, you know, it's a it's a classic. It's been used uh, across multiple formats from, you know, independent yeah, small consoles to, to the computer, uh, to, to the PC, to, to various other formats, right? Including including PlayStation 1. Um uh, and what what is what is your 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 top two list when it comes to the games that you've that that are any time playable and all time classic for you? Uh, uh, for me, like I, I love football. Uh, it's uh, mm -hmm. first uh, football for me. Uh, like mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, when I get like a new uh, mobile device or my mobile phone, uh, it doesn't take like two days. I just have to drop like one single uh, football game. Uh, in it to uh, uh, like uh, keep me busy like um, most of the times. And then the second for me are just uh, educative uh, puzzles uh, because uh, when it comes to uh, that point, uh, it's not just uh, you're playing for fun, but uh, in mm -hmm. your quest to play and win, uh, you're learning mm -hmm. uh, much more. And uh, that has captured me and the gaming project that... Uh, uh, my team and I are working on presently has to do with like mm -hmm. educated uh, puzzles. Uh, first, we are starting with uh, like uh, pre-created uh, puzzles, uh, which uh, are going to be uh, maths focused. So uh, uh, they just have to do with maths. And then we want to do what uh, even like uh, high school uh, uh, or college students can relate with. Uh, they will be interested in 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 jumping on them because uh, it's not just ah it's crypto it's blockchain but uh, it's also knowledge. Right. Okay. Uh, and and also knowledge. Yeah. I I I can see that. I can see that. It goes definitely. Um. Okay. So coming to coming to the the question, I'm certain you know you've you've regaled us with uh, and and shared a lot of insight about about gaming, about the community, the fractions within those communities, uh, the, the development that's, that's going to be across the horizon. And, uh, and of course, you know, 
getting to the simplicity of games and that's going to be my key key takeaway uh in and something to share with with any game developer tomorrow or any gaming game development com, uh, com, um company is look at simplicity to to get to your audience right and the last uh the the last point that I, i wanted to ask on a little more on the technical side now is uh i understand that you know your that aurora as a company uh is looking to to build uh, is is running on near right um uh what are some of the advantages that that the chain has uh over others um broadly uh okay so uh this is like uh i i love this question i like talking about it because <laughs> it helps me like uh, get more people like uh, educated now uh near uh provides uh, scalability because uh near uses the night shift which is able to uh uh like uh, carry out like uh, so much transactions at a time mm-hmm. without uh having effect on the network and then mm-hmm. uh, it has a uh, speed and then also uh it has a uh, uh, low transaction uh, costs so Uh, Aurora is now a smart contract that is built on Nier. So now this is the the interesting thing. Uh, those mm. who want to uh, build on Ethereum or like mm-hmm. uh, they are already good Solidity developers, uh, they don't mm-hmm. uh, need to start learning how to uh, to code with like a new uh, coding language and all that. They just do the normal stuff that they would have done on Ethereum and uh, mm-hmm. deploy it on Aurora. and then they take on every benefit that the near protocol provides uh, to users and the project so uh, there's speed there's low transaction cost and then it's scalable so while uh, there's that uh, that uh, uh, slow uh, that low speed uh, with uh, uh, ethereum and that is mm-hmm. that high uh, transaction cost when i just want to run on uh, any other layer 2 uh, then when it comes to aurora it's faster it's uh the cost is lower and then uh, you know that uh it's uh, highly scalable and it makes it like uh, a lot more easier for uh, both uh, creators and uh, users well um certainly i mean you know with with a uh, with 100,000 tps when it comes to uh, when it comes to the near that's certainly one of the highest speeds that that you're seeing across across chains so understandably your your you know your your scalability is also going to be um yeah, is also going to go up because like you said it doesn't slow down when you have uh, more activity on that channel um now i guess one of the things then is when it comes to when it of course comes to comes to adoption and you know you've you've pointed out that it's so much easier if uh if somebody's been building on ethereum if they were able to to transfer that onto near that 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 is one of the one of the key benefits uh are there more um you know things that a developer can look out for uh to find that near is uh, a chain that that adds more value to what they're doing uh, okay uh yeah presently uh near uh has uh, also like uh launched the blockchain operating system uh uh called uh, boss uh mm-hmm. so uh what uh, near uh, what boss uh provides is um uh even uh web2 builders uh, uh can easily interact with the blockchain operating system uh just uh, uh create widgets and all that and they are able to integrate uh whatever they are doing 
uh, with uh, uh, with the blockchain. So uh, there's like a, a good uh, this interface, and uh, it makes it like uh, I have good knowledge of JavaScript, uh, HTML, CSS, and uh, that's all I need uh, to operate with uh, the blockchain operating system. So uh, any uh, blockchain project, uh, uh, regardless of the chain, uh, can mm -hmm. easily uh, use the bus. Uh, because uh, what you are uh, primarily doing on the bus is you're playing on the widgets and uh, it still performs everything that uh, uh, you are supposed to uh, do on the blockchain. Uh, so this is uh, really one thing that uh, makes it cool uh, because uh, in onboarding uh, uh, people like into the space, uh, like we, you have like a whole lot of uh, uh, two builders, uh, but mm -hmm. then when want to start up their journey and then it becomes hard because uh, they have to like go over again uh, start learning how to build smart contracts so with the boss uh, it's not about smart contracts it's about mm -hmm. the, the widgets that uh, you have to play with so this is an added advantage uh, uh, for anyone or for those uh, who uh, would want to take up and uh, to use uh, near uh, for like uh, whatever uh, they are doing. Okay, and and thank you for sharing that, Bose, because uh, and you know also because that that does make a clearer picture uh, when it comes to being able to to transfer from Web two to Web three, including uh, which is which is something that a, a lot more developers can can then understand that they can do that. Uh, curiously, though, just finally and very briefly on on the same point. Why do you think more Web two developers uh, are not already into Web three yet? What's what's holding them back? You think? Uh, well, uh, the, the technology uh, from the like generic projects that uh, we have seen, uh, it looks uh, it looks uh, easy, uh, but mm -hmm. uh, but uh, for a developer when they uh, begin to like uh, get to it. Uh, they see that uh, it's not as easy as they look when it has to do with like uh, smart contracts and all that. So mm -hmm. it has really uh, a, a roadblock for uh, many Web2 builders. And uh, that is why uh, this step has really come here uh, for mm -hmm. uh, like uh, Nia is providing the bus uh, so that it mm -hmm. becomes uh, easier for uh, anyone to, to build or to do anything and then it's compatible uh, on the blockchain. Wow, that's that's brilliant. I, I think I think today's show has been a lot about you know simplicity uh, and and ease of uh, of uh, simplicity finding value and of course the ease of of changing behavior or at least transferring the behavior from one platform to the other. So so thank you for sharing that, Igboze. Uh, before we go into uh, you know question and answers that come in from the audience, um, I I have to ask. Uh, you know, you, you shared with us so much about all the stuff that you've done, in, especially when it comes to, you know, developing communities uh, with gaming, with, with, of course, development. And I notice a lot of passion in your voice. Uh, what, what keeps you passionate about being in Web3? Okay, uh, for, uh, for me... Uh... Uh, what like what keeps me on uh, in the space uh, aside with uh, seeing that uh, much more community members uh, or I am enlightening uh, so much people 
to see uh, this new technology. Uh, it's also about uh, the, the aspect that I want to change. Uh, let me use uh, quote and unquote uh, to change the wording. So it really keeps me going because uh, uh, building communities for a while, I have understood like what people want, which is uh, something that still maintains the quality that uh, uh, blockchain uh, Web3 provides, uh, but then it's still as easy to use as what they have been used to. Uh, so this is what like keeps me going, and uh, I'm just uh, I just want to find myself at that point where I see that uh, with what I am involved in, I'm able to mm -hmm. provide uh, that for users and to see mm -hmm. that yes, we are really uh, bring uh, like uplifting uh, the adoption and making it go wide like fire. That's that's super and and, and more power to you, Igbose, in, in in that journey. Um, uh, my my next question to you is is simply this: um, What is your personal philosophy, uh, and what would be your message to the audience in the room today? Uh, well, my uh, personal uh, philosophy uh, that's uh, kept me uh, going, especially in the space, is be ready and want to know more. That's just it, like, uh, be ready and then you want to know more uh, because you can want to know more and then you're not ready to know. And so uh, it really becomes an issue. So you want to know more and then prepare yourself to know more mm -hmm. and you see yourself like soaring high in the space. Super. Igbozi, thank you so much for sharing your time with us, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that wanted to ask questions, you can still send them in to AdLunaMyNC or to our speaker directly, and we'll have them answered for you through a tweet or a message uh, getting out there. This is all the time that we have on the show today. Igbozi, once again, thank you so much, so much for, for agreeing to be on the show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Uh, it's really like been an interesting uh, place to be in, actually. Thank you so much. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into Diving Into Crypto. We will be back next week at the same time in the same space with a new show, uh, a new guest, and more learning about everything in Web3. Uh, a few announcements I'd like to share with you is that our co-founder, Jason Fernandez, will be speaking at the Web3 Live in Berlin on the 10th and 11th of this month. So if you're there, uh, drop us a line and we'll, we'll be able to set up a meeting or just drop by to say hi uh, to us uh, at the Web3 Live event in, in Berlin. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being in on the show today. This is JP from Adlunum INC bringing you everything about Web3. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum. The first engaged to earn platform with a proof of attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 